version 2.0. I am Dan and this is episode number 70. I have with me the guys, Nick. Hi everyone. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? <laughs> Justin. How goes it, guys? And Jesse. What's up, guys? The Compass dude. Yes, sir. Every uh, week. Every week. <laughs> never it's never going to change, is it, dude? It never changes, Dan. <sighs> Oh, well, life goes on. So it's been a crazy week, guys. Should I, I'm going to go, Justin, it's not going to throw you off too bad if I start first, is it? No, you gave me a heads up. I'm ready to rock, dude. <laughs> Let's you do know this. what's weird about this week? What's that? Is that this is new to all of us. Yeah, how so? What's up? Well, no, I mean, whatever you're going to tell me is going to be a first that I'm going to hear it. Oh, absolutely. And that's kind of... Someone went ninja this week. I did, and, and that's actually what I was going to talk about. So... This is the first time I've actually talked to the guys since our, we have a production meeting every Tuesday night. And uh, even before that, it was like two days of no communication. It's like, is Dan like, is he like dead? Is he like making letter <laughs> yeah. bombs and shit or what's he doing? You know, sometimes you just get to a point where you just need to step back, you know, and kind of take a breather. And it really did me good. So this week I did absolutely nothing Ellie related. I didn't look at any emails. I'm sorry, guys, if you sent me an email. I didn't log on to the site. I didn't do anything. I'm so far behind. It's ridiculous. But you know what? I just this, today at about five o'clock, I was excited. I was like, oh, my God, we get to record tonight. And I actually felt the excitement again, which is refreshing. Not, I'm not trying to say it. I don't feel that excitement, but you know, you kind of get to that point sometimes. You're just like, I need, I need to take a breath, and that's what I did this week, guys. Well, good. good. It I was, was worried. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, I got a bunch of emails actually, and thank you for those emails. And um, by the way, I do want to say, I won't. I'll save you actually singing, and I'm not going to sing Happy Birthday because I, you trust me. You know, you don't want to hear Dan sing. <laughs> but I do want to say happy birthday to Ray Flyer, uh, also known as James. He hangs out on our chat uh, box in the on the webpage, and he's on the forum. And it's his birthday. This I guess it was Saturday was his birthday, actually. So happy birthday to you, dude. Hey, happy birthday, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are young. Young, I tell you, young. So this week, guys, I I, uh, I did get to go. It's been the way I, I kind of I kind of feel like I let myself down a little bit because I didn't even do any flying. But I I have I'm gonna call it the Justin excuse. 
Uh-oh, here we go. Oh, God, which one? Come on. Dude? Oh, which one? What do you mean, dude? <laughs> He's got a freaking Rolodex of him. He goes, <laughs> okay. All right, so, okay, so um, I can't, it must have, was it Monday? I don't remember. Did I, when I flew last night, I was talking to you guys about my regulator. Was that Monday? I can't remember. It was last week sometime. I believe after we recorded, or Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was after we recorded last week. And we went to the field. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful, but we still had, I don't know, 10 inches of snow, and it was a real light, powdery snow. Um, and so I was playing around with my 700 and doing some low, fast flybys, skimming the surface of the snow. What I should have done was put some duct tape over that hole in the front of the canopy on the, on the 700s, <laughs> because that essentially acted like a snow shovel. And so I would lift up out of the snow and I'd go to flip over or something and just snow would just be falling out of the canopy. So I wasn't really thinking about it. I should have been, but I wasn't. But the regulator is right up underneath that battery tray right there. So right there for all the snow to get on. And I uh, land the helicopter. We, you know, the guys came out and they shoveled out some pathways and in the landing areas for us and put the helicopter on the bench, turned the power off, went to bullshit for a little bit, went to do another flight, went to turn the shit on, went to turn everything on and nothing. No power, nowhere. Batteries fully charged. So that snow that was up in there must have melted in the heat and the water got inside the regulator. I haven't checked it. Um, and that's kind of my Justin excuse. I just haven't got around to fixing it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. He <laughs> used that in the right context. Work I mean, those fine. Into okay, I'll take it. Busy schedule of doing nothing. <laughs> so, what I have been doing this week, and this is a throwback to some of you gamers might might recognize this, is uh, I, you know, when I first started playing online games, and I know this has nothing to do with helicopters, and I'm just going to be real quick here. I started playing Final Fantasy XI online years ago. It's a very old MMO, still kicking. Oh, yeah. And I decided, what the hell? I'll fire that up again and see what it's all about. And I've just been having a blast with it. So that's what I've been doing this week. Um, I did kind of start to get back into the, you know, today I started looking at the forum, and my God, is it just getting busy on that forum? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Can't even keep up. I had, we have the default at 50 unread posts, and I had 50 unread posts. So I was um, trying to catch up on that and uh, didn't get too far there. Caught up on a few emails, and uh, I'm ready. I think I'm ready to rock again. I think it's time to get back into the swing of things. Now, hold on. Here, here's the key question, Dan. Yeah. Did you sim? I did sim. Actually, did I sim quite a bit. And, um, God. Let me tell so you. So you didn't completely break away. No, I, I don't. I can't ever completely break away. But sometimes you can limit your extracurricular helicopter activities, and that's kind of what I had to do this week. And uh, I found it kind of nice, and I kind of look forward to when I can do it again sometime in the future. <laughs> I need to visit that monastery and look and learn the art stepping back yeah it was, no joke. It was really dude it was really hard to do i'm not gonna lie because um uh, i found that 
I, I, you know, the computer is such an integral part of what we do. It's communicating with people and, and checking this and checking that. And it's really hard to sit down at your computer and not somehow find your way to something heli related. And of course, it's, it's like a do- domino. Once you start, it just continues. Uh, but I did. I, I, I stayed out of the chat room this week. I, I, uh, it was, it was very relaxing. I have to admit, but I'm back. I'm Sweet. back. I'm jealous. Nice. But, um, other than that, you mentioned SIM and I want to give you guys, a, actually I'll wait until we find out what you guys have been doing, but before we go into the news and don't let me forget, I kind of want to talk about that, that SIM. That well, I, go for it. Go for it, dude. Uh, all right. All right, so the sim, the the what what is it? The Heli X sim by Art. What I can't remember. It's not Heli. It's not X. The Mac one. That's right. The the next Mac. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I talked about it last last show last week, and um, I was enjoying it, and I'm still under the impression that it's really cool to have a sim on the Mac. I mean, I can still do, you know, in between tasks of whatever I'm doing, I can still get a little bit of sim in, and it's right here, and it's very convenient. I'm not I'm not really liking it a whole lot. And I don't know how to really express this. It feels too perfect to me. Does that make sense to you guys? Yes. It, the way the heli flies. It just you know, real flight to me it it feels not perfect. It feels like it feels real. It feels more real. And this, that helicopter, I mean, the, the sim, I'm noticing that I'm just doing very super precise stops at the very perfect time. And, and it's it just like, I know I can't do that. I can't do that. But yet I'm doing it on that sim. And it's like, it's, it's too robotic. Mm-hmm. And in real flight, it doesn't do the same thing. Yeah. It there's, feels like there's a little, a little slop in there. Does that make sense? I don't know how to explain it. Well, so it's not just a clever name. It's called physics. There's physics in real flight. It's what that's the term that I hear everyone use. Is it's just got better physics to it. Yeah, and that. Yeah. I but I still I still don't want to discourage you guys because it's still going to help you learn stick you know movements and stick memory. There's no question, and it's very convenient for us Mac users to be able to just fire it up right there without having to boot out or boot into boot camp or parallels or whatever your choice of using the lesser OS is. But um, I'm not feeling it, guys. I'm not feeling it. And I can't, part of it might be because I haven't yet got um, a dongle to use my radio. Mm -hmm. That might be part of it. I still use it. I still find, though, that if I'm going to be doing some simming, it's going to be on real flight. I did get asked um, a few times if I was on real flight this week, and I was, but I didn't do any online stuff. I just wanted to kind of stay away this week, and I did, and I didn't even text these guys all week. No. Yeah, it was complete radio silence. <laughs> it's like Montana blew up or something. So that's what I've been up to, guys. What uh, What you guys been up to? Let's see. How about Nick? What have you been up to this week, Nick? Um. Let's see. I... Well, first thing I've been up to was wondering if you were actually deceased. 
<laughs> and how I was going to try and figure out how to record this show without you. <laughs> the show must there go was, on. There was mild, mild, I just say mild panic today, this morning. It was like, I, I, I kind of had a little conversation with Justin and, and it was, okay, here's the deal. I'm kind of on the 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 brink of a meltdown. Um, so one of two things is going to happen: I either am going to just completely fall apart, what? or um, uh, I, I was talking with a coworker today, and we figured out that uh, like meth would be a really good option too. Because <laughs> so, you see, we here's how we figured it. I can squeeze those extra couple hours in the day, you know, if I hop over to some meth. <laughs> and I've got a pretty good dental plan through my wife. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that it might just go ahead and balance out. Jeez, I didn't mean to cause you guys so much stress this week. Yeah, it's just been it's just been a zoo. You know, we've got some uh, once again, somehow Nick has just sucked himself and it's it's all me. It's just. It's kind of what I do to myself. I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah. We've got some really cool things in the works. And, you know, the the videos that we've been putting out have been gaining popularity. I think you guys are going to be seeing those in a lot other places than just, you know, associated with us, uh, which is fantastic. Um, let's see. So Saturday, I got a, a great opportunity. And hopefully it's it's one of many to come. Uh, Team Gowie pilot, a uh, friend of mine, uh, Alvin Chai, he's a Team Skookum. He's the manager of Team Skookum. He came down from Canada, and we got to fly. A buddy of mine, Andy Kim, from down south, he came up. So we were all at the Linden Field flying together, and it was awesome. I mean, it's just, it, it's great. It's great to be able to actually sit there and just, you know, compare notes with Alvin, not to mention... Dude's got mad skills, yo. yo. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he can kind of fly, right? He can, he's got like ninja sticks. Yeah. He's one of those guys. You know, it's, I, I learned a couple really important things. Number one, never ever judge anyone on a flight video. Uh, what you see on a flight video, despite like, unless the person doesn't know that they're being videoed, it's really not how they fly. People tend to be a little bit more conservative in a video and go into a little bit more of what's a comfortable, you know, the more comfortable maneuvers for them. Mm -hmm. And you kind of forget all the cool stuff that you really know how to do and know how to do it well. Uh, and when you see someone like that in person fly for the first time, it, it's just jaw dropping. I mean, <laughs> you're going, oh, wow. Holy, wait a minute. I didn't even know. Hey, you turned it around. <laughs> Well, oh, geez, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Like the time warp. We were talking about those crazy maneuvers. Uh -huh. The new I master's maneuvers, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to see those. And it was, uh, it, it's a lot cooler than it sounds on paper. Let's just say that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that was really neat. And it was a nice day. And I mean, I think we're going to end up uh, spending a lot more time flying together and, you know, doing skookum stuff and. All that good deal. So let's see. Wow. Um, yeah, I did. I did get in a fair amount of flying on the SXT, the KDE head. I'm, I'm going to kind of hold out for the review. Uh, I will. I'll drop a little hint. 
I, I do not think that I will ever pursue DFC style heads anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that all you're going to say? That's what you're going to leave us hanging like that? Well, they're, uh, you know, we had talked about predictions in yeah. the last episode on how I figured that it would fly. Yeah. It met all of those expectations. Yeah. I was not that far off in my guess. And I, yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to seal the deal on it. All right. But it's, yeah, I, I won't be pursuing DFC style heads anymore, which sucks because I have two other helicopters with that style <laughs> on it. So <laughs> I'll be doing some swapping, but let's see. So what else? Oh, I got, um, hopefully we will be maidening the NX4 on Sunday. Oh, which, uh, yeah, that's, I'm pumped. Oh Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited. And we did take that video, too. So, everyone, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, stop by the website. I'll, I'll get it up there shortly. We're just doing a last couple little edits on it. It is in the video folder on our forum. But we did take a video of Alvin flying his NX4, uh, which is just awesome. It, it's such a cool little heli. I mean, nice. it's got good power. Uh, it's a little ripper. I mean, it's a blast. I was I was really surprised that the volume on it is a lot better than I thought. Like it's actually relatively quiet. Yeah, and it's not obnoxious and mosquito like. No, no, it's yeah. not. I mean, it's a lot cooler. It gets okay. So one one negative that I see, dude, when he got done flying that thing, it seriously looked like you dipped it in. A 55-gallon <laughs> drum of oil. It was just <laughs> dripping. Oh, my god! Nice. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, pretty bad. It was really bad. And that was with the canopy on, too. Yeah. But then again, you know, he can almost do, like, a whole entire 7-minute and 20-second flight continuously pirouetting. Nice. Um. Let's see what else. Oh! Yeah, so I think I'm going to be maidening the goblin, too. Oh, yeah? Yep. I kind of got everything, all the rest of it. Hmm. Um, I I nutted up this week. I, I, I had a hard, really hard time making this decision, but I, I was extremely impulsive, and I went ahead and I, I got a Contronic Heli Jive 120 for it. Jeez. That's the way to do oh, it, man. Did you mortgage your house for that, or what did you do? Well, when my son comes back off of lease, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping he still remembers me. No, you can just say, well, here's your college education, kid. Sorry. Yeah. I needed this. I needed it. So <laughs> watch it fly. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to get it flying, and it's, you know, when you're doing a... Contronic is kind of the base, you know, for all governors. It's like the base of what everything's compared compared off of. Right. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times when you get so involved with one brand of one thing, you get you get very skewed reality, you know, of what else is out there. I, I learned that with, you know, like with the Beast X, with a couple other things too. So I, I figure this this isn't normally my style. It's way overpriced. It's not what I would probably pick and choose, you know, like building another model. 
but it's kind of like if you want to if you want to work with a company and help them design a, a fantastic functioning governor there's nothing better than to be able to to back to back against your competition right so this way we'll be able to do that so yeah hopefully I'll get that maidened I think we've got a set of I think we got a couple sets of spin blades coming uh-huh. actually yeah nice. Yeah, we're going to get Jesse a set of uh, the 610 matte blacks. And I think I'm going to grab a set. I think they're 700s of the matte blacks. Mm-hmm. So yep. be chucking those around a little bit. It's should be good. Man, it's been a busy week. Yeah, I was going to say, Jesus, man, you've been busy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been 1 o'clock, 1.30-ish every morning. I mean, till every morning, just either building or working or talking or helping everyone. So I'm I'm a little bit behind. I apologize, everyone. We're getting there. We'll have to clone you. Dude, (laughs) it'd be awesome. (laughs) Because then maybe I could get some sleep. Yes. And not have to do meth. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't suggest the meth route. It's got some some, um, side effects that might be less than desirable. Start a campaign. Uh, yeah, save yeah. Like my wife comes in. Um, where's the TV? <laughs> and, and who's that crack horse sitting on the couch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's and is she silverware? <laughs> where's your wedding ring? Yeah. yeah. Huh? <laughs> All right. So, what have you been up to this week, uh, Jesse? What have you been doing? Anything cool and exciting? Um, it's been a pretty busy week i guess you could say um last weekend i got out saturday and sunday got some flying in um unfortunately i started the weekend with three flying helis and ended the weekend with one. Oh, <laughs> yeah so you know not not quite the uh picture perfect successful weekend although i did get a lot of flights in the 7hv went in didn't it it did not go in but i did strip out a tail pulley um the one in the in the back there that's that uh, less than than quality compass gear you're flying. Yeah, you got to explain well, that's what one this would one, think, Jesse. You know, at first, but actually, I determined it to be. So I've been running the KBDD 112 um, Extreme Edition tail blades, and after doing a little bit of talking with some people, um, I don't really have any experience with any carbon fiber tail blades. I just hadn't, you know, never really tried any. I came to find out that the KBDD tail blades are about twice the weight of a carbon fiber set of tail blades. And that extra weight happens to put a lot of extra force on the tail pulley. <laughs> ah. So I was, I was working on some peril flip reversals and went, you know, I was going full right rudder doing peril flips, went to go full left rudder and the heli just went, uh-uh, just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to set whole, up. There's a little more to that story, though, because did did I send you that text before or after that? We we talked before this. Okay, yeah, because I I went out, I got a set of these because I've flown them before, and I mean I know you guys remember this. I was swapping tail blades at the last Snohomish or Odello or whatever it was, left and right, and I just kept going back to like the Edge One Fifteens, and there was something about the KBDDs that just wasn't working for me. And so I took took a break for a while, and now that I've had a bunch of flights on mine, I went back and I got another set because I, I've got a real problem spending thirty bucks on a set of tail blades. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it, it pisses mm-hmm. me off. So 
um, I really wanted these things to work. And, and I put them on one flight, and it was like, no. No. I mean, end of story, no. They're twice as loud. They sound inefficient. My The, the Skookum is notorious for having an incredibly smooth and consistent pyro rate during like all maneuvers. And I, I actually started to get inconsistencies. And when you would try to do anything reversing, it just sounded nasty. I mean, See, just- I wonder if that's not a quality control issue on KBDD's end because I fly them on my whippies and I've not had the issues. And I, I mean, I, I was there at the Othello when you were doing the switch outs, Nick, and we were trying to figure things out. And I remember that blue set was making this horrible sound. I mean, we thought that your freaking engine was going to come out of the nitro. And well, it turned dude, out to be the tail blades. This set, same thing. And it's blatantly obvious yeah. because... That's crazy. And now, I mean, I today I weighed, you know, I weighed them and confirmed that it's they're nearly twice the weight of a carbon fiber set of tail blades. Hmm. Yeah. And so, that equates to a lot more stress on the tail. And Jesse's and, been like fighting me on this one. Yeah, I've like, been like, he's come been on, like, dude, come on. no. Leave me, leave come me on, alone. man. Do you see how I'm flying? These things are great. I'm not having a problem with them. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, you whatever. just keep crashing your $35 set of tail blades. <laughs> and I'm going to keep flying my KBDD tail blades. But. So after after I did that switch, I sent him a text. I'm like, all right, this is the last time I'm going to say anything. I, I, I promise. Ex- <laughs> I promise I will never bring it up again. But just I just friend, did it. You know. Back to back. I haven't touched this helicopter on any settings and anything in like 50 flights. It's perfect. I love the way it's flying. They suck, right? End of story. That was it. Mm-hmm. And a couple hours later, I call. You'll never guess. He goes, <laughs> dude, you wouldn't believe this. And then he had even talked to, It was was it Dave? Yeah. So I, this, you know, just to add a whole nother level to this, <laughs> that morning. So Nick calls me. He's like, dude, you know, the KBDDs suck. I've been, you know, I was flying the edges. They're great. You know, I would recommend as a friend looking into some carbon fiber ones, knowing that I'm working on reversals. Yeah, it's and that not type just edge, just carbon fiber and jet. Yeah, just carbon fiber tail blades. I'm like, well, you know, Compass makes a set of carbon fiber tail blades, so maybe I'll give you know Dave a call, see if I can get the scoop on those. So I was talking to Dave after Nick had called, and he had even said, yeah, I tried the KBDD tail blades once and stripped out a tail pulley. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of brushed it off, whatever. (laughs) Still still trying to keep my mindset that these KVDDs were working for me. And then I go out to the field and, well, I did the exact same thing. So he he got quite a kick out of that when I called called Dave and told him that. What is the tail pulley made out of? Plastic. Plastic. It's mold. Yeah. Okay. So wait a minute. Is there something going on? Is there has there been a design change or something? Because I've always it's no. They're just they're just. Heavy tail blades, which puts a lot of stress on the tail. So in this, now you guys are case, talking for specific. I mean, you guys are talking for really advanced maneuvers here, right? Oh yes, was, no, 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 absolutely. Full, full like re- pyro flip reversals. Yeah, no, full speed and then in one direction, back the other direction, like instantaneously. So full right, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want everyone to think that it's they're not garbage. No, you could go no, on like there. Like I said, and, I've been flying them for a year, and I'm finally, you know, they've. Served me well through every, through my whole yeah, but you've been flying a compass for a year too, so you know, <laughs> you know. So I, I, I guess my word doesn't mean anything to everyone. So uh, take it for what it's worth. I've been flying them for a year; it doesn't mean anything. Uh, 
the, the easy fix here would be to just use a metal tail pulley. Or just only do right hand pyros. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So long story short, I got some carbon fiber tail blades installed, new pulley installed. Nice. We'll see how it goes this weekend. Anything else been going on, Jesse? Well, that gets us through Saturday. All right. <laughs> so now, we've, we've got <laughs> wow. two more to crash here. I, I promise it gets it gets better. Um, so I go out to the field Sunday. You know, I grab the N5 and the warp, which made it through Saturday. And about fourth flight of the day, I'm just I'm just to the point where I'm like, the icon is flying very very well on the N5. It's completely tuned, and I'm finally just flying it, not worrying about tuning or anything else like that. And I'm inverted doing tick, you know, TikToks, and I'm pulling it back towards me, so the heli is inverted. And I hear this weird kind of catching metal click sound. I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I immediately hit throttle hold, and the motor shuts off before it, the heli even gets to the ground. So I walk out there, pick the heli up, walk back to the bench, and I just try to turn the motor over by hand, completely locked up. So first thing I do is I, you know, pull the pipe off. I'm like, I'm going to look in there, just kind of see what's going on. Pull the pipe off, look at the exhaust port on the motor, and I just see metal, metal shavings Uh-oh. sitting all around the exhaust port. Uh-oh. man. And uh, that, that's when I knew it wasn't going to be good. Nope, uh, that's never good. So I took the motor home, took the, you know, tore it out of the heli. The motor is now sitting in the garbage, not a single usable piece <laughs> in the motor. Oh, boy. Um, and then, so that was Sunday. Fast forward to today. Um, I was just kind of, I was looking at the, the piston and noticed that, you know, those little retaining spring clips that go in the side of the piston to hold the pin in. Right. One of those was missing. Ugh. So my theory is that while the motor was running, one of those came out and cycled through the engine and tore up a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh. So I now have a new OS 55 sitting in the uh, N5. Nice, oh, man. man. That's a bad day. Yeah, so that, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a rough weekend. So, hmm. But if everything is uh, rebuilt back together, and uh, we'll see if we can make it through this weekend. <laughs> Sounds real good, dude. How about yeah. Justin? What's Justin been up to this week? Well, not nearly as much as everything that just went on right there. No shit, right? But, okay, so I do have a couple of cool things. The first and most important, since we've been talking about this, I've got a nickname for Nick. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, so here's the deal, right? Uh, sometimes nicknames are just sort of generally descriptive and literal. Justin Nofly, right? Jesse the Compass Guy. Nick's is a little ironic. I think it's going to be Nick No Talk. Nick No Talk? <laughs> <laughs> because, man, he is good at talking. I mean, not only did he talk for like 15 minutes in his section, but he found a way to butt into <laughs> Jesse's section and talk for another five. And, and what's worse is that on a week where... so. You know, you guys go back through the episodes in the last few weeks. And when Dan asked, so, Nick, what have you been up to, dude? Oh, you know, not much. And then what and ensues then the is a 20-minute description of what he hasn't been doing that week. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dan's fault. <laughs> uh, it, it does it kind of it kind of feels like we're catching up. I mean, uh, it is. Maybe, maybe it's Dan's fault. 
if you would like, if I would have had someone to talk to all week, <laughs> then it wouldn't be that bad. Right. That, no, you're right. That's it. Uh, saving it up for the weekend. Well, I mean, you're over here. You get me all spun and cracked out on all these projects and then just leave me all by myself. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what do you expect, <laughs> man? Gonna, it was beautiful. Like a time bomb. You know, I suggest you do what I did this week, Nick. It's a lot of fun to just mm. not do anything for a week. Off the I, grid. I do not have the self-control to do that. I don't. <laughs> I don't have time for that. You don't, I don't have time, don't have time, don't have time, to, do time to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to do anything. Are you kidding me? The only thing that does suck about it is is you kind of forget that there are people that worry about you. <laughs> and uh you know, you get get those emails and and on top of that, when you do decide to come back and you look at your inbox and there's like 450 emails in there. Not I'm mean, not those aren't all podcast emails. Those are just Everything, and then you got to go through all those and find the important ones, and and get rid of the junk. It's a uh, it's an overwhelming task. <laughs> Plus, you know, I you know I just have been incognito. It's been nice though. I'm not gonna lie. So, anything else, uh, Justin? What have you been doing uh, now that you've given us Nick's new? I like that nickname. Yeah, Nick, Nick no, no talk. talk. I'm not saying shit now. I don't believe that for <laughs> a New York minute. <laughs> yeah, you'll believe that about as uh, about as easily as uh, me saying I'm not going to sell a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> keeping those New Year's resolutions. That's right, yeah. and and no, that so I, and that I, did I, go through, by the way, right? So, yeah, yeah. it's official. It's so, a busted resolution. That didn't take yeah. long, dude. Wow, no. nice, very fast, very fast. All right, so Justin, back to Justin. What have you been doing? Okay, so I did get some flying in last Saturday. Lies, uh, no, actually Sunday. Lies. Didn't give you a video. No video didn't happen, dude. It was cold as hell. Well, okay, so here's the deal. My wife listens to the podcast. And um, and last week, we talked about this. Oh, I made a video, but you didn't make a video of you flying. So <laughs> my wife, Marnie, has said that I got to tell Dan that uh, next time I go flying, she's going to go out and take a video of me actually flying uh-huh. and send it to you. I didn't get any. <laughs> well, yeah, that that that's that's going to be this weekend. Oh, okay. Right, if right. the rain actually yeah, goes it's, away. It's always next week with Justin. You guys notice that? Hey, come on, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm no using the, the excuses in my toolbox as, as well as I can here. Nice. You're doing a fine job of it. No, so anyway, I, I did get some flying in. Uh, it was cold as hell, man, and it was this freezing fog. I, I was at the point where I said, screw it. We're just going to do this. No one was at the field. Um, I had ice on certain parts of my heli after it sitting there cooling down for a little bit. Uh, but was what was great is that I think I have actually finished breaking. Oh. I, I am now down to what seems to be an immeasurable amount of... Uh, break in fuel left in that can, and I think I'm just going to call it good and crash transition it. over to the time synthetics. to crash it again. Start it again, so you so you can uh, so you can break Dude, it in. I again. wasn't going to say that, but you did. Jeez, <laughs> oh, about time for that sucker to go in. Where, where's the mud when you need it? Oh uh, man, poor Justin. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> I didn't start it. Um. So. A couple of other exciting things. I got a hold of the uh, beta version of the new firmware on the Heli Command. 
Yeah. So I'm going to be testing that out hopefully this weekend and for the next few weeks here. Uh, it should be going live soon-ish, but uh, we're, we're not sure exactly what the date is yet. So I'm pretty excited to see what, what uh, all the major changes are without going into too much detail because I can't. Um, it, it is generally an update to the control algorithms for both cyclic and tail just to improve the overall feel of things um, as well as a couple of other uh, smaller items in the system. So looking forward to testing that out and seeing what they've got in store for us. Nice. And then I also got a nice little gift in the mail, which was the tough strut conversions for my Whippy Electric and Nit or and Gasser. So those are going to go on this weekend and see some flight time. Hopefully, uh, if the weather's good enough. Sweet, dude. Yeah. Nice. So you guys have been having shitty cold weather. Yeah. Mm, it, yeah. It, pretty much. It warmed up here a little bit. Dude, it's well, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit warmer, but, you know, like I told Jesse and Tex last weekend, the, the cold fog's going away and it's being replaced with shitty warm rain. Are you guys familiar with Valley Inversions? Do you know what, when I say that, does, do you understand what that means? Mm. I've heard the terminology. Okay, well, where I live, I live in the, in the middle of a, probably a seven mile wide valley, mountains on both sides. And, um, the forecasted temperature is always really low, like, uh. 15 or 20 but these inversions are causing certain parts of the valley to be extremely warm like 47 degrees it's i mean they're that drastic of temperature changes and we've kind of been in one of these inversions for the past week and it's raining outside right now <laughs> and there's there's snow on the ground it's just been strange strange weather up here but uh you think it's going to rain all the snow away or not? It, there's not enough rain. Well, it, what it's going to do is typically is it's going to cause a shit ton of pulled up water and ice because the inversion is going to go away and the cold weather is going to come back. And now we're going to have these ice skating rinks all over the place. <laughs> but yeah. airplane auto time. Yeah, I don't know. The field, I think, is going to be clear because there's no real, there's no place for the water to actually build up on the field. It drains off to the sides. But um, I don't know. You know, every day we're one day closer to spring. It's oh. true, and it's Can't beautiful. Oh, I know, man. I just this is going so fast. Anything else going on, guys? Before we go into I, the news, actually, I forgot one thing. Ugh. Which uh, which Nick Nick's gonna laugh at me at this because he's been giving me crap for four months, five months. I, I finally sent in, and Dan, you were there too at the Helipros Fun Fly. You know, I was having problems with that Castle Speed Controller. Yeah. I finally on Monday sent that thing in. Right on time. <laughs> right on time. I mean, you know, it's been sitting in a drawer since last. Literally, I think I pulled it off at the Helipros Fun Fly, and it's just did, been sitting there. Did you get that out of Justin's rule book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when to when to send in when to send in parts that need to be repaired four months later <laughs> so i i finally got a chance to send that in and i just want to give them a shout out because today they they received it this morning and by today at noon i already got an email saying new ones on its way back you know it's it's always great to see customer service like that so let's step back in time a little bit 
back when all the fiasco was going on with the ice uh hv80 and 120s before the version twos came out i sent mine in and um it took a mere three and a half months to get it back wow because they were so backed up with yeah that was in the middle of a mass recall Yeah, I, f- I didn't give them any crap about it because I understood what they were going on, but I, I didn't need it, luckily. So, actually, I bought it um, off the forums just because it was a good deal. I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. And then just realized that I'd send it in. We might as well. But. but Yeah, so, no, I was very impressed to see that it was already on its way back. I don't even know what I did with that thing. I don't know what I don't even know why I bought it or what I put it in or did I give it away? I don't even that's know. When you know you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the Dude, sign. If it's you go, probably still out in your trailer somewhere. If you go back in time to listen to the shows, even into version one, you will find. Dude, I have, I have never found. I was a cork, never brand new cork gone. Never did find it. A fly bar, a, a V bar, never did find it. Uh, various things. I have a hor- horrible habit. So, Nick, this uh, we were talking about me going up and spending some time with Nick in the spring and kind of redoing my trailer. We might find some stuff, dude. Dude, that'd be <laughs> rad if we could build a whole her- helicopter. <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, I you, don't doubt it. You know, there's all there's all kinds of crashed up helicopters sitting in the corner in there. So we might be able to do that. Perfect. Well, anyway, guys, I think it's time maybe we should go into some news, huh? I think we can Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com Alrighty, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick? All right, so ProTech kind of did a, a little bit of an odd thing here. They had released those new uh, digital servos a while back and with all the ratings on them, and they've been getting just rave reviews. I know all the A-Main guys are flying them, and they've, uh, they've just had nothing but fantastic things to say about it. Well, <laughs> this is such a rare thing in this hobby. They mm. actually underrated them. I mean, who does that? Does anyone ever underrate anything? So they kind of came back now and went, oh, well, actually what we found is they're a lot stronger and potentially faster than we thought. So they released a whole new set of specs on them. And it's, they're, I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> aren't, yeah, aren't, they're kind of running a promo on them now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, they're so just like, they're better than we thought. And we're going to run a promo. And we're going to put them on sale. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, love great. it. I love it. These are going to be my, I'm really curious about these. They come, you know, the standard size servos, they come in two different options, either uh, like a full metal case. So metal front, 
uh, main body and then metal back plate, or they have like a plastic front, kind of like an Align DS610 or like a Futaba does, and then the the metal case. They're really reasonable price. The the numbers are just off the chart. I mean, go go through the list and check it out. Compare them to others, and, and they've been getting just great reviews from everyone. So if you guys were kind of looking for a servo, um, I, I would say it's definitely worth looking into. Let's see. So the trajectory gyro, which a lot of people, if you don't know this, it is a rebranded Beastex. It's not really a, a hidden rebrand or anything. It's 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 known. This would be the TSA version of it. So this is what comes on the TSA helis. They've got an update out now for that. So it goes up to, let's see, 3.0.12 um, up from 0.08. So if you guys have that, Definitely go ahead and get that updated. Um, it does not say what all is involved in the update, but as with any BSTEX update, they're usually pretty solid, no issues. So I would look into getting it. Trek posted a video, finally. I mean, he's kind of been... Has anyone else noticed that his videos have dropped off quite a bit? Yeah, he's kind of just been hanging out. I mean, he posts a lot in Facebook, for those of you who follow him, but you're right, Nick. No, not many videos, like yeah, lots of pictures. Yeah, yeah, like just the, the number yeah, of you're right. helis he has is going up, too. Yeah, the number of helis is going up. The The videos is going down. And I actually caught a couple comments. People were really picking up on this. They're like, okay, that's cool. You've got a bunch of stuff. You've got 10 radios. That's great. But where's all the videos? And then it, it was kind of like, he responded to it immediately. It was like, oh, we've got a bunch coming. We'll, we'll start next week. So he... He kind of started this this new stint with the Rush 750. Um, little looks to be a little lower head speed than I had expected. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Jesse, I think you yeah. That did was, you see this? I mean, one? that was kind of my first thought until I mean, I started watching the video and I was kind of like, you know, this just doesn't look like the normal track. You know, really fast, really everything, very very fast um, that we're all used to. Um, but then later on, I was reading through some comments on the video, and I guess he was running a lower head speed than usual. So, I mean, that would kind of explain that a little bit. I wonder I wonder what his reasoning was for it. Maybe he's going back and, I don't know, working on basics? Do, do they do that? <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call the, it that by you know, any means, but yeah. It still has the correct style in it. Yeah, it's just a little style. smoother, slower... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, this is pretty big news, and it, it started a lot of controversy. Um, as with the jump, everyone has been what seems to be falling away from Mikado and being picked up by a line as far as pilots. <laughs> uh, a, another Mikado pilot, Ben Storick, just hopped over to a line. And there was a thread in RunWriter about this. You know, Dino Spadaccini went in there and made an announcement. And, and but wow, it's, man, these Mikado guys are, are not, they're not very happy. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Uh, but it's like, you know, it's kind of what we had talked about in our predictions. Aligns, their quality is not what it was, you know, a couple of years ago. They're They're cranking out. Very capable models at this point. They they might still 
be stuck with the aligned name, but the Hellies are good. Like they're they're completely perfectly competitive, and they have kind of dropped out of the um, like the actual competition market. Yes, they're selling a whole just a buttload of helicopters, but they're not winning competitions. So it seems to be that this year they are just <laughs> they want to start they winning. Are, yeah, they, they will win. start winning. Yeah. They are stacking. Competitive pilot after competitive pilot after competitive pilot. Wouldn't you like to see what their marketing budget is? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, dude. Can we trade them? <laughs> no shit. Yeah. And, you know, who's next? Some of these you would have never predicted. No, uh-uh. And, and it's, I mean, you know, there's there's kind of the big controversy that, you know, some of these guys have, said negative things about a line in the past um yeah well well who hasn't exactly who hasn't i've been there yep i was using very creative four-letter word (laughs) last weekend (laughs) when my clutch started slipping in my nitro you know that was put in this late season brand new all line stuff Uh, you know but i just i don't you know, when a lot of these guys were flying stuff from before, which Storick was, Jamie Robertson had flown a line, things were a lot different than they are now. Yeah. And I just don't think that people should really, it shouldn't be frowned upon. You know, Dave Dahl made some comments about there's just so much more than what everyone sees on the outside. You know, the some pilots will will stay with the company because they're just, good, honest people, even though they might not be able to offer them a lot. Uh, you know, they, they're maybe this individual is more interested in, man, I, I want to travel. I mean, a lot of these guys are young. What an incredible opportunity to get out and travel and see the world. Yep. Yeah. Especially yeah. with a company like Align, who you know has the budget to put their pilots all over the place. Yeah. I mean, new, I mean maybe, numerous pilots. Yeah. Maybe the Maybe it's actually the other way around from what everyone says. Everyone says money, 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 money. Well, there's more to it than just money. Maybe a line says, well, we're only going to give you this average paycheck like you were getting before, but we're going to make sure you get to eight competitions this year. And when you do go, everything is all taken care of. Right. Dude, you'd be looking at the crack of my ass. I'd be gone so fast. I think they, I should, mean, I think they should sign me up. They should. Hell Absolutely, yeah. man. You bet. I mean, you know, I'm not going to win any competitions for them, but I like Align helicopters. <laughs> yeah. That should be enough, shouldn't it? Shouldn't it? You're on board. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a really exciting year uh, for them, you know, because I, I expect to see them start taking podium appearances now. Do we know how many people they have on their team? How many How many team pilots they have? Oh, no. I've never seen that sort of a number advertised, so I I just, I don't know. Well, and there's always, oh man, we were having this discussion this week with a couple couple other guys. It's hard to tell who's who's what and what's what, you know? Oh, he's he's with so-and-so. Well, how far in is he? You know, there's there's the guys that are, very few guys actually receive a paycheck. Right. You know, the majority of them, it's just, we'll get you to all these events. We'll pay for everything, you know. And yeah, then, parts and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, the majority of those pilots actually work for other companies. Um, 
you know, maybe like uh, aerial photography stuff, aerial cinematography, uh, design R&D for, for other aspects. But we don't see any of that. All we see is them flying their brand of helicopter. So we assume, oh, he works for them. Oh, he must be getting, oh, man, look at this. He's making the big buck, right? It, it's just that whole assumption game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of aligned pilots, I got contacted by an aligned pilot. Really? Oh, yeah. He's actually been on the show before, you guys might remember, or might know the name, Colin Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. He, um, he was on the show a long, long time ago. Um, I want to say like episode four, five. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, you guys are doing a great job. I want to come back on the show. And I said, dude, anytime you want to come on the show, you can come on yeah. the show. So, um, since we're talking about aligned pilots, I thought I'd throw that little tease in there. Look for that interview. Uh, we're probably going to try to get that done in the next uh, couple of weeks, it's looking like. He's another one yeah. of those ninja stick guys. Yeah, he's one of those pilots that I had no idea he was actually as good as he was until he went to Align. Um, and then it, it's, I, I don't know, it just seemed to bring out the best in his, his flying skill which I don't know if it was the model or just coincidence. So all these really hot Align pilots, they're all going to be flying the 3GX, huh? I don't know how that works. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I guess they are. Well, I think there's... There might be clauses or something in there. Yeah, there might be. Because I know, like, Alan flies both. He flies the, the 3GX and the Spartan. So I don't know how that goes. Well, we'll have to ask Colin and find out what he's doing. I do, I do know that he's flying a 3GX. Of course, that may have changed in the last year, but that's what he was flying when we talked to him last. Yeah. And yeah. and he put out, just shortly after his uh, he came on the show, he put out a couple of videos. Man, oh, if you ever wondered if an Align helicopter could fly after watching that video, of course, kids got mad skills. Yeah. but I like his videos that he does... Uh, just kind of in general, the informative ones. Like he he did a video recently, um, just on the difference between like the seven hundred nitro and the seven hundred nitro DFC. Yeah, yeah. Because you know that was when that helicopter first came out. Uh, all of the typical hip shot loudmouths were like, "Oh, what well, all they did was this to it, and blah blah blah," and you know. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. But they, <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> um, but they did. They did actually change a lot of stuff, and it, it was kind of, it was really neat to be able to go and you know the video that he did was just side by side. It's just yeah, he puts out quality stuff. I like that. Yeah. Any other news going on? That's it, man. Anybody else got any news? Nope, none here. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Hey, this is Kerry Shirley with GasPowerThoughts.com. You're listening to RC Heli Nation. So we got a treat for you guys. Oh yeah, a little bit of gasser love. You guys like the gassers, I know you do, Justin. Oh yeah. And the more I talk about these gassers, and of course, I've been kind of threatened about getting one, but um, that was before Chris Lund left and 
he was going to do a fancy one up for me. He still, he says he, he could still make it happen if I wanted to, but kind of don't. I kind of feel like I'm overstepping my bounds asking him to go in there and machine some stuff for me when he doesn't even work there anymore. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I just haven't pressed him about it, but. You guys might, um, for, for any of you who have been in the hobby for any amount of time, you've heard the name Kerry Shirley before. You might not know what, what it's all about or what he does, but um, he's heavily involved, as you're going to find out, in the gasser world, the gasser aspect of the hobby. He's like the man. Yeah, he's like the go-to guy. I mean, there's, there's a couple that are considered the guys, Raja Borkosh, Kerry uh, Shirley, and then there's a couple others. James from uh, RC Today, also known as one of the Gasser guys. As we're going to find out in this interview, <laughs> he didn't really elaborate on it, but I'm, we'll talk about it after the interview. And I kind of want to, kind of want to go over some of that stuff because I didn't really want to bring it up to him during the interview. But he he mentioned something. Uh, you guys will hear it here in a second, and then I'll talk about it when we come back. So here's Carrie Shirley, and uh, enjoy. We'll be back right after this. Shit, guys. I think I need to get a new charger. Well, hey, Dan, why don't you head over to Progressive RC and check out that new iCharger 4010 Duo that they got over there. Looks to be a powerhouse. And dude, while you're at it, check out one of his charger case combos as well. They're great looking. I know, man. Those things look sweet. I think I'm going to do that right now. www.progressiverc.com. Check them out for your charging needs. Guys, we have with us someone who a lot of you gasser guys out there might know, Carrie Shirley. Carrie, say hi. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Uh, we're doing pretty well. It'll just, uh, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar, Carrie Shirley is like one of these guys in the hobby. He's like the go-to guy when it comes to gasser questions, stuff like this, tuning and various different motor questions and airframe questions. Do a lot of, a lot of you help a lot of manufacturers, don't you, Carrie, with their designs? Yeah, I've been working with uh, miniature aircraft for a number of years um, and recently done some work with Halibug and some of the other conversion guys uh, that are coming into the market. Sounds real good. So for those of our, those of our listeners who aren't familiar, Kerry, how long have you been in the hobby? Well, I've been flying model helicopters for about 36 years now. Uh, I started in 1977. My first model helicopter was a K-Van Alouette. That was a 40 size uh, glow model. It actually never flew. <laughs> Jeez, I, I, I wasn't even, even born yet. I was, was going to say, did they? I didn't even know they had <coughs> helico- RC helicopters back then. What's up with that? In the 70s. Well, you know, K Van was, uh, was, as far as I know, the first guy to ever get a commercial, uh, a commercial helicopter flying and uh, kitted. And um, he actually had the Jet Ranger going first, I think. And then he came out with the Alouette, which was an, a simpler model to build. I mean, I was a kid, so trying to build a fiberglass body and put that all together was a little beyond my means. But the Alouette was more of just a bolt together. There wasn't a lot of modeling to do. You just bolted it together. Unfortunately, I never, never could get it to work. Aha. Uh-huh. So that was back in the day, Kerry, when uh, you had to have a – like your own mill and stuff like that to get these helicopters flying, didn't you? 
Well, it wasn't quite that bad, but, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, straightforward. They didn't just come out of the box and, and pretty much be guaranteed to work. It was a, it was a crapshoot. Um, and the support for that model was a guy in Texas. I'd lived in Louisiana at the time. And, uh, you know, it just, it, he, he didn't really help me that much. And I just, I just couldn't get it working. Now, my second model was a Dubro Shark. And it did work. Yeah. It, I, I was able to get it to fly. And uh, that model, oddly enough, there was a version of that model that I believe to be the very first gasoline-powered helicopter in the United States. Uh, it was powered by an O&R um, motor, which was advertised to make one whole horsepower. <laughs> and it was, so gross, it was so grossly underpowered that they uh, the next year converted it to a uh, 60 size uh, glow version and that's actually what i had it had an os max uh, 60 with a schnurl port motor in it oh my gosh i, I actually I, I, I guess i'm dating myself pretty bad here aren't i yeah wow. you're an, you're an old man what can we say uh, thanks <laughs> usually i'm the old man when it comes to this stuff but not not anymore thank you it makes me feel good i appreciate that <laughs> oh, great thanks <laughs> <laughs> so i i looked at i um you know we're t- kind of talking about those older helis and i i was at heli pros uh this summer and i i thumbed through like a i guess it was a collection of old rc helicopter magazines and and some of the stuff that you guys had to go through back then to get these these helis flying just phenomenal i can't imagine i can't imagine the hobby growing to what it is today had that continued it's just really amazing i mean you know they come out of the box they work Almost anyone can can make them work if you just exercise a little care, and it it used to be a fairly big deal. I mean, if you could hover them, you you had really accomplished something. So back in the early days, did you go around and uh, do demo flying around the country, or were you just kind of a local hobbyist back then? No, I was I was a local hobbyist. I didn't really uh, venture much beyond my uh, local flying field. So. And- when did you decide, or how did you start getting into helping manufacturers design their airframes and their and their their motor components and all this other good stuff? How did you decide to do that? Did it just kind of happen? It just kind of happened. You know, I live in Florida, and miniature aircraft used to be very close to me. It was a thirty minute drive from here, and uh, about fifteen years ago, I got fascinated with uh, their gasoline power model, which was the. Uh, 1005 gas graphite and i got it flying and uh, was able to make it work pretty well i actually campaigned it in uh, ama um, contest flying for a while and uh, it it worked really well for what it was and when miniature um, got ready to design their next model which was the spectra i got a call from tim asking you know did i want to help and um, i of course said sure that'd be great i could you know tell you the things that were wrong with this and what might you might prove on the next one. And, um, you know, since then, I've, I've tried to make myself available to any manufacturer who would listen to my ideas. And, and most of them will listen. I mean, they, they don't all take every suggestion, and they can't for any number of reasons. But it, it's, you know, it's pretty much a niche in the hobby. And uh, with a couple of exceptions, most of the manufacturers focus on glow and electric and they don't have a, a great deal of in-house gasoline power experience so they're always looking for input from from their customer base yeah 
So did you have a background in, in this type of engineering type stuff or what do you do when you're not flying helicopters or working on, on these, on this kind of stuff? Uh, I work in the IT business. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a manager for a, uh, a company that operates call centers globally. So I, I play with software or, or more accurately, my staff deals with software. I, I deal with people now you pretty deal, much. You deal with the staff. <laughs> Yeah, they they get to fight the real hard problems, and um, I get to deal with the more interesting problems. Aha! So you go to a lot of fun flies, you especially. At, I mean, you you guys on the East Coast are lucky, man. You guys have fun flies up and down the coast over there. You get uh, you, you've got you go to all the big ones. Fly you were at Orlando, for example, this past this past uh, December, weren't you? Well, uh, my club actually. Um, puts that event on so i'm always at that one uh-huh. um and it's it's grown into quite an event we had uh, a little over 300 pilots this year it's the second largest private or club run event in the united states that's, it's it, it's gotten really huge yeah that's something that uh you know we talk about going to but oh my god we you know urcha that's a world away that's a world away plus one going to orlando from here <laughs> It's, well, if you catch if you catch a plane, it's not bad. But if you were to drive, that would be uh, horrible. I think. Yeah, would not <laughs> yeah. be good. So, who are you? Who do you? Who are you working with now when it comes to gas? There's mainly miniature aircraft. Are there any others you're working with? Well, in terms of taking design input, uh, miniature has has taken more of my ideas these days. What I'm I'm trying to do is provide sort of a, an outlet for manufacturers to showcase their their products and what i'm seeing is you know i'm able to get access to models from quite a few of them uh, i just built a, a century radical 30 which um there's going to be a review on that in the coming issue of rc heli pilot and i've got quite a few conversions from um helibug as well as hwc and I've been doing some work with the OS Max GT15, which is their new gas motor. It's sort of a 91 conversion, but it, it works pretty well. And I, I try to talk to just about anybody who's either currently manufacturing a gasoline-powered helicopter or has made some references to maybe they will, just to try to get, uh, you know, get plugged into whatever effort they have going on. Um, it's it's kind of the basis for you know this whole idea. What I found was you know there's a lot of a lot of information on forums and, and other areas for for model helicopters, but in the gasser area there was always this sort of competition between the guys that that knew how to make them work. Yeah, and I don't know how much you've really looked at at that little part of the forums, but if you if you look in the in the gas sections. There's usually a war going on. Oh yeah, you know people are they're throwing bombs at each other. And what I what I saw when I looked at this was so you know here's somebody who wants to try a gas powered helicopter, and so they look into the forums to get some help, and they see these guys trying to kill each other and and telling each other they're morons and they don't know what they're doing, and they get discouraged and walk away. Like why do I want to want to be in the middle of this? Right. So it, it occurred to me, well, if I could. If I could start something that focused on just this and would provide, you know, a method for doing things that was at least reliable. I mean, I don't 
I don't claim to know everything there is to know, but I can usually provide a method that will work and right. it's reliable and people can try it and they'll have success. So what I wanted to do was put that together and that's that's really how the whole gaspoweredthoughts.com thing came came into play. Yeah, and of course you got a big support forum over on Helifreak. I do. Yeah, and I just want to let our listeners know about that. Of course, if you're interested in gassers, you can go check that out. I mean, there's a a lot of good information there for you gasser guys. And and as you know, may know, uh, Justin actually has a gasser, a MNA gasser. I did not know that. MNA. That didn't sound right. MNA. Yeah. yeah. That's French sounds, version. I'm renaming <laughs> it. I'm renaming it, dude. And yeah, I, actually, I actually have tried gassers. I've had a couple. I had an RJ, RJX gasser. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, hear that a lot too. We've talked about that a few times. Uh it was an interesting interesting attempt in a gasser. You know, the the model itself flew pretty well. They just didn't spend enough time on the conversion. Um it, they needed to spend a little more time with getting the motor installed properly and the cooling system and the clutch for it, and it probably would have worked okay. Yeah, they essentially took their extreme ninety nitro and drilled a couple extra holes in it to fit. Yeah, that's about that, that's about right, yeah. and 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 it obviously didn't didn't yeah. like that very much. And um, I, you know, you mentioned the cooling. I could not keep that motor running uh, without overheating. It was just anyway. And then I had a Bergen gasser, which was a really good helicopter. I did have some airframe issues with that helicopter, and as we all know, Bergen's been around a long time. A lot of satisfied Bergen customers out there. That's for sure. Chris does a good job with his models, and he does a great job of supporting them. Oh, yeah. He does good customer service. There's no question. In miniature aircraft being right here in Montana, we, we, we really we support those guys. I mean, we're really excited and hope that things go well for them. And there's no question, and, and we think here at The Nation, we think that they kind of revolutionized the gasser in this hobby because they're like the first one to really offer a, a – very well performing gasser and it's been a hit a lot of people are really enjoying their miniature gassers yeah the 1005 there's there's thousands of those things flying still out there yeah um and i i know tim had tried before he sold a company to sort of not support it anymore and you know and talking to to the guys in montana they're still getting so many requests for parts that they're making parts for it right and because it's an XL, you know, lots of the parts are interchangeable with later models anyway. So it's pretty easy to keep those things flying. And some people have thousands of flights on them. Yeah. Raja. Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> the thing about the gasser that it just, uh, the MA gasser in particular, the whippy, that thing really just brought, I, don't you think that it just really brought gassers back to the table? I mean, it really kind of helped people understand that, yeah, we can do gassers. Well, uh, when uh, Chris Stevenson started designing that thing, it had an advantage that none of the previous miniature gas helicopters had, which was the guy who was actually drawing the, making the drawings, loved gas helicopters, flew gas-powered airplanes, and was really interested in making it work. And the first whiplash was, a, was the whiplash gas. Yeah, that that prototype flew before anything else at uh, Montana Funfly a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was there actually. Oh, okay. So you saw it? <laughs> yeah, I was very impressed with it when I first saw it. I I was in fact shocked 
that it was a gasser watching it fly. The, uh, you know, several things have happened over the years. Like I'd said earlier, the, uh, the very first one, the Dupro Shark, was, it was really heavy and it was underpowered. And almost every model that followed that, no matter who made it, was too heavy, didn't have enough power, and had all sorts of interesting mechanical problems, cooling and clutch problems and other things. And, you know, in the, in the latest generation, uh, both miniature aircraft and Century, ha- and those in particular, have really solved most of those problems. Now, they don't make nine horsepower. You know, you can't take it out like a, you know, a, a Whiplash Electric or a Goblin 700 and just do crazy stuff with it because it doesn't have nine horsepower. Right. They're making, they're making you know, four, four or five horsepower. Uh, but they really have improved their performance. They've, they've pretty much eliminated all of the technical problems. And the guys who do the engine modifications have, have really turned up the wick on those. Uh, they run smoothly. They're reliable. They make good power. They just work. So are you working with any of the, those guys? And just, you know, there's a few of them out there that we're familiar with, Toxic Al being one. And there's a couple others. I uh, can't remember their names. I had one in my Bergen. Oh, Al name. from Hanson. Yeah. I don't know if it was the – what was the other one? There was the third one, too. The big three right now are TRM Power, which is actually here in Orlando. Uh, I, I talk to Alan quite a bit, or Toxic Al, as, as most people know him. Yeah. B.H. Hanson, which is up in Massachusetts, um, that company's actually the longest in the business. Um, and HWC, which is a division of Century, has just gotten into the engine modification business in a pretty big way. They, um, they are providing pretty much every level or every displacement of these motors now, from the 20cc up to the 29cc, uh, in various states of tune and balance. Uh, with electronic ignitions and you know they're all done with CNC machining and they're fairly new to the market uh, I've only run one of them for a short period of time so I, I don't know you know I, I can't sit here and tell you it's it's the bee's knees but uh, mm-hmm. it, while I had it it ran fine um, so let me but, ask you let me ask you a question all right we got we got our listeners and they're and they're sitting here and they're thinking I'm, I might want to try a gasser and they're used to maybe electrics or nitro Besides the, the, the obvious benefit of a gasser is the price. They're, they're just very inexpensive to fly. What, are there any other considerations or, or what, what separates a gasser from a nitro that makes it, in your opinion, better? Well, there's really four things that, that, that gassers have as a benefit that other models don't have. And obviously the most expensive, uh, the, most, the first one that comes to mind is the fuel. You know, the fuel's not $35 a gallon, it's three fifty a gallon. Right. And the motors don't use as much of it. So a 15-ounce tank will fly for, you know, maybe 25 minutes, depending on how you're flying. Uh, they don't have any mess. Uh, it's not spewing uh, oil all over the motor or all over the model. And you really don't need very much to support them. You don't need generators and power supplies and two or three chargers and several sets of batteries you just bring the model out and uh, bring your transmitter. And if you like to pull start them, you don't need anything else. Uh, if you're a if you're a spin start fan, as I am, then you just need your the same spin starter you were spinning your uh, glow model with, and that's it. Is a gasser? Would you? Is a gasser beginner friendly? Well, I actually wrote a an article about that. It was uh, 
along the lines of should a gas helicopter be your first model? And my answer to that is it depends on what your background is. If you have no experience operating a liquid-fueled helicopter, I don't recommend it be your first helicopter because the tuning is going to be very different. Uh, unless you get somebody to help you, you're probably going to have problems with it. And uh, when you crash it because it's heavier, you may do more damage to it. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to see people uh, make it their second helicopter. Okay. Once you've uh, gotten into you know the basics of, of engine operation, then this is a good thing to do. Now, the only exception to that would be if there's somebody close to you who you know knows everything they need to know to make it work, then then it's okay. Sure. So, leading on with that question, someone who let's say is an intermediate to not quite advanced, kind of right in the middle, what can they expect out of their gasser? Will they be able to? I mean, we all you just said they're heavier. Can we do three D with a gasser? Oh, absolutely. And there's there's tons of videos on the forums. Uh, including mine, that that uh, show you that. Uh, now, you know, they're a little bit slower. The stops take a little more collective. There's more timing issues to do, um, you know, some of the more radical maneuvers. It won't do some of the radical maneuvers. You know, things that you need nine horsepower to do, mm-hmm. not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> because it is what it is. It, you know, it's, it's, its advantage is if you're, if you're just wanting to go out and pound fuel, and, and learn maneuvers, most people don't use all that power. They don't need it. You know, they like it because that's our hobby. And, you know, I want, I want to have all the power there is. In reality, most of the things they do, they don't use it. Yeah. And do you want to pay, you know, five or six bucks a flight? Or do you want to pay 50 cents and fly twice as long? If you're, if you're trying to learn, you know, what you're doing and learn new maneuvers, it's an awfully inexpensive way to do it. Yeah, you know, uh, this hobby, bigger, better, more when it comes to that. And we talk about that, the, the crazy-ass head speeds and the crazy power. Uh, some of these guys enjoy that. I really never have been one of those guys, mainly because I don't have the skill to enjoy it. I just well, hurt myself. I get myself into can, trouble with that kind of power. You can get the head speeds up now. Uh, models like the Whiplash and the Radical, you can turn them over. You know, over 2,000 RPMs. In fact, uh, it, it helps their performance. The modified motors have all been set up so they can handle the RPM needed to do that. The manufacturers have changed their gearing options, so uh, they'll accept those sorts of speeds. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where most people just take uh, their glow motor and they plug it in the model, and there's really no options, and it pretty much works. And it may not work perfectly, but they probably don't notice that anyway. With gasoline power, you really need a matched power system. You need to make sure that you've chosen a motor that's going to make the power where you're going to use it. If you're out doing all-out 3D, you're not going to buy a box stock Zenoa that you know just came out of a lawn implement somewhere. You're going to want one that somebody <laughs> did some care and feeding on and put the power band in the right place. You're going to want to make sure you've got the right gear ratio for that motor and to turn the head speed where you're going to want to turn it for that model. You're going to want to have the right length of blades. You don't want to put 720s on it if you've got a, you know, a very small motor. If you've got a 23cc motor, you're not going to put 720s on it because it's not going to be able to pull them. Mm-hmm. 
you have to consider it as a complete power system. And I think the industry has not done a great job of doing that. It's pretty much, we make the helicopter, you know, you figure out the rest of it. <laughs> so tell me, you know, you, you brought up a lot of good points there, and I'm, I just kind of want to point our listeners into the direction now. I'm assuming that a lot of these topics you cover in your gas-powered thoughts uh, forum. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to work my way through a list. Um, what I've done a little different in my forum is it has, a, um, it has a, a, an index. Most of these forums, uh, you know, it's just thousands of threads and you don't know what's where. It's really hard to find with search searches. I built an index in the front of it, and every thread or article that I start is organized by a topic so that you can look through and see what's in there. Okay. So do you have a URL handy for that? Or or is it just, can you tell our listeners how to navigate to that particular? We'll have a link up as well, but um, let's go ahead. Yeah, it's it's straightforward. It's gaspoweredthoughts.com. Oh, that's easy enough. You can't can't make uh, things too easy for me. (laughs) (laughs) You have a Facebook page uh, of the same name and a YouTube channel of the same name as well. Um, and I've, I've done a lot of videos on, on bill threads of these various models and some flying things. And uh, we'll do more of those going forward. Yeah, I got a quick question for you, Kerry. Um, sure. In, in here, you had commented on the, the GT15HZ. Mm-hmm. And something that you said kind of caught my attention. You said, I think in the right application, it's going to introduce more people to gas part hepl- uh, helicopters. What right. what application would that be? Well, it's a 15cc motor. Most gas-powered helicopters today are flying with 20 to 29cc motors. So the 15 is has proven to work fairly well if you're doing sport flying mm-hmm. in a in a large 700 class model. If you're you know doing basic aerobatics, loops, rolls, stall turns, that kind of stuff, it's probably going to make you happy. If you think you're going to go out and, and fly it like your nine horsepower goblin, you're going to be really disappointed so because it, it doesn't do that. It's like a flashback to like the Fury 60 days. I, I think it makes a uh, sort of equivalent of about a 70. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, I mean, hey, that, I, I learned on a 60, <laughs> you know, swinging 690 sure. old, yeah. old super stiff V blade. So it can be done. Definitely. Yeah, and like I said, a lot of people, you know, they want all this power, but they don't really need it to do what they're doing. I mean, obviously, at some point, you're going to, you know, you're going to use all that power for various maneuvers. But a lot of people are just goofing around, you know, out flying, having a good time. Something that's that's not costing you as much money is not such a bad thing. Yeah, and now, Harry, didn't OS drop or uh, design it to be a drop-in replacement for a 91-size Nitro model? It, it is. That's it. You know, it has the same footprint. In fact, it's the same crankcase off an OS ninety one HZ. It just it has a slightly larger cooling head on it. Has a really big carburetor though. Um, it's it requires a fair amount of modification to most cooling shrouds, and a little bit of finesse. Well, what they've done is they've provided instructions on how to put it into a T Rex seven hundred a JR Vibe, and a Hirobo Evo. They've, okay. They've, they've got step-by-step, you know, just go make these little changes and it'll go in. Um, I know Miniature has just put one into a whiplash last week. It required very little modification. It went pretty much right into that. 
but I think what we're going to see is is more special purpose models. I know uh, Horobo has introduced a Freya Evo GT15 version, and it it's out of the box ready to take the motor. Hmm. Gotcha. And, w- and what, what sides blades does that swing? Usually, six uh, nineties are are good size for this thing. Okay. Now there's still some some experimentation going on with gearing. From what I've seen, ratios above eight, eight to one seem to be more favorable. Less than mm-hmm. that, it tends to get ahead of it. Now, what I'm really interested in seeing is how will it work in a 600 class? That model? that's what that's where I was going with those questions. Like, could we plunk this thing in a potentially smaller airframe, maybe on like some 620s or 630s, and get them in the you know, 2,200 RPM range on the head and, and then actually, I mean, really get some performance out of it. Well, funny you should say that because as we're talking, I'm looking at a Fury 55 that has an, a GT15 plugged in. <laughs> we think alike. I, I like how you think, Gary. <laughs> in, in fact, I just slid the motor into it tonight uh, to see if it would fit and it looks like it's going to work okay. So, Hopefully, I can get that finalized and get it flying. I want that video, definitely. <laughs> well, there, and there you've actually got video. a thread up on gas-powered thoughts going over those details, right, Carrie? If if I remember correctly, I remember seeing a a couple of photos of the prototype where you cut the frames out of plywood. Yeah, that was just a mock-up where I was trying to understand a would it fit at all, and b you know did I have all the holes in the right places for the before I had carbon cut. Mm-hmm. And um, at at this point, that's all that's been photographed. Um, I got the frames from Bob Bice, who used to cut them for miniature uh, a couple of days ago. And I've got the airframe put together and uh, just put the motor in it. And it looks like it all lines up correctly. So now it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting the electronics in it and see what happens. Do you yeah, think that'll that be could, great. Do you think that's something, you know, potentially that the, the market could hold a spot for within this next year or maybe early next year would be a 600 class gasser. My opinion is we need to look at maybe a new class and it's, it's really a throwback to the old days of the 640 to 660 millimeter mm-hmm. blades. I mean, I remember when 660s were popular and they kind of went the, went the wayside, but you know, I'm not so sure that may not be a good fit for this because it's a little heavier than a standard 50. I mean, I, I can't give you a weight yet because it's not finished, but the motor weighs more than a 50. It's got a bigger clutch, a bigger fan, a bigger cooling system. So it's going to weigh more um, and can probably benefit from some bigger blades. Cool. Yeah, I'm real interested to see uh, see how this goes. And I, I know there are other people heading towards the same goal. I've, I've talked to other manufacturers who are are thinking about doing this exact same thing. They just haven't, you know, shown anything publicly. And I just can't believe a line has done nothing with this. They've got to have something in the works. They, it just, you know, they're very secretive about what they do, but do you, did you have something. anything to do with the TSA? Uh, so far, no, uh, I've been bugging Nigel regularly uh, as well as Gregor out at A-Main and uh, Chris over at Experience to, uh, you know, how can I get one of these things to uh, to take a look at it and, and do some publicity on it? Mm-hmm. So, no, nothing uh, nothing so far. I'd like to, though. Yeah. 
Okay. Cool. Sounds yeah. really good. So tell me, Carrie, what what's new and exciting in the gasser world? What what, what do we have to look forward in 2013 with gassers? Well, there's uh, there's definitely some new models coming. Uh, you just mentioned one, the Infusion 700G. That's uh, you know that looks interesting. I I don't know much about the Infusion or TSA, but it looks like it's a fairly light, uh, pretty well designed model. So that that's on its way. I know Century has some new conversions coming that focus on the RC format of the motor. I don't want to go too far into weeds there, but basically the Zenoa motors come in two versions. They come in what's called the PUH version, which is a fairly compact uh, motor which for which the manufacturers have to build a fan and a shroud and uh, pretty much everything you need to put it in the model. And then there's the RC version, which is historically mostly been used in cars. It's pretty much self-contained. You put a clutch on it, it's ready to go in the model. And um, Helibug actually pioneered the use of that um, in 3D helicopters. Their conversions were the first to use uh, the RC motor. Uh, Vario was, to my knowledge, the first manufacturer to actually use it. But their their models are, are really large and heavy, and uh, they're more sport and scale type flying. The Helibug conversions were focused more on you know, high-performance flying. And then Chris came along with a whiplash and, and used it there as well and, and up the performance again. And I know Century is working on not only are they going to produce a motor, the HWC RC motor, but they're going to do um, their conversions for the T-Rex using it as well. Halibug has uh, touted that they're going to produce their first complete helicopter, They've always done, <clears throat> excuse me, conversions based on uh, uh, T-Rexes or Raptors or they even did one for the Spectra, which, which worked really well. But uh, he tells me he's going to produce a complete model this year. Um, huh. I think it's called the Ice Bug is what he plans to market it as. I really don't know anything about it other than, uh, you know, it's something that we should see later this year. That sounds real good. Carrie. well, I want to thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. Um, but before you go, I want to uh, kind of let our listeners in on something that you and I had talked about, and I'm really excited about this. Um, we've been getting more and more gasser listeners. I mean, they they will contact us telling us, hey, you guys need to get, get a little more gasser stuff on your show. So uh, I talked with uh, Carrie for a little bit, and um, we're going to... Over the next few weeks, we're going to work on some segments, and and it's going to be a monthly thing uh, where Carrie's going to come on, and he's going to talk about a gasser topic for about five minutes. Uh, and thank you, Carrie, for doing that, because our listeners will benefit from that greatly. Mm-hmm. No problem. I appreciate the opportunity. I really think uh, you know there's there's more of a market for these things than than we see today. The people have preconceived notions of what they will do and not do. Yeah. And you know, that we're not talking about $25 here. So people are hesitant to, to, to dive into it. But you know, my goal has been to do two things to first provide a reliable source of information. If you're trying to understand, you know, what do I need to do to fix it? Or what would I do if I wanted to do this? And second off, just get, uh, you know, information in front of people about what, what it's about. You know, this is it. This is this is how it works. 
Sounds real good, Carrie. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we look forward to your segment uh, in the future as we move along. And uh, as always, anytime you want to come on, if you've got something you want to talk about, the mic is yours, man. All you got to do is let me know. Terrific. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. And you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out and get myself a set right now. You heard it here, folks. Gen Z's packs, Nick's mushroom stamp of approval. Find them at hobbyparts.com. Alrighty, guys, that was Kerry Shirley. And I mentioned before the interview started that he um, he talked about the the this the kind of the what he felt. Well, yeah, I don't. I'm paraphrasing, but he I, I'm not quoting him, but um, kind of the backbiting nature of of some of the information that you find the douchebaggery. The douchebaggery. <laughs> So let me, I kind of want to, I want to kind of talk a little bit about that because I've talked about it before. And for those of you who don't follow the gasser crowd, especially on Run Rider and even on Heli Freak a little bit, but more so Run Rider, there's a clash between like two groups of people and they're constantly snipping at each other. And I refer to that as like, the sands to the hourglass so are the days of our gassers because it's just a constant soap opera over there. You got the century guys and the miniature guys and they just don't get along. And that's kind of what inspired Kerry to do what he was talking about. Kind of develop a place where you could go and just find the information you want without having to deal with the with the jabs, you know? kind of weeding through that information. Of course, the guy's got a ton of knowledge. What did you get out of that interview, Justin? I mean, you you're the you you're kind of the resident gasser guy here at RCHN. Yeah, I I mean, I really enjoyed it first off. Obviously, you can tell just the way Kerry talks. He's got a lot of background. I mean, he's been flying for what what did he say? 30 34, 35 years? Yeah, a long time, dude. <laughs> I mean, that just blows my mind. It was, We didn't even know they had gas or helicopters back then. <laughs> um, but, you know, what, what, I, what I really appreciate the most about what Carrie does is what you sort of hit on there, Dan. I mean, when I first got into uh, the gasser, it's been about, I'd say about a year now since I really started thinking about, you know, it would be nice to to try out this whole whippy gas, gasser deal. Um, going and doing the research online like I do with everything that I'm interested in, I ran into a lot of that, that sort of petty argument crap yep. that he was talking about. Yep. And what what was difficult first you know the first thing i did when i got into there after after realizing there's all this garbage going back and forth was try to discern from the garbage what was useful information and i'll tell you what i mean you guys all know you've been in forums before sometimes it's it's uh you know it's worse than in other situations but 
this one was rough. I mean, there's so much back and forth. Uh-huh. I kind of had to take a step back and wonder whether I was going to get anything out of this. Then I happened on Carrie's stuff. And he really does. He achieves the goal that he sets out to, which is get all the politics and crap out of it and simply talk about the gasser. You know, what's what is it all about? What are your options? You know, pros and cons, all that sort of stuff. And and so that's I mean, that's a huge, huge thing that he does for the hobby. You know, there's some similarities <clears throat> into Carrie's approach. And uh, RC Alienation's approach. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. Oh yeah, but he's he does he doesn't he's not he doesn't pick sides. He's got opinions like like we all do, right? Mm-hmm. But he loves it all when it comes to gassers. You know, doesn't he may have a particular brand that he's favors, but that doesn't mean he's not willing to mess around or experiment with others and um there's there's no agenda his agenda is to grow the gasser hobby you know to get people interested and not necessarily say if you're going to fly a gasser you should really fly this gasser you know that's that's refreshing because he's able to remain objective about it yeah I mean, you can talk to him about any model, any detail, and he'll give you he'll give you his thoughts on it for and against. Yeah. So, Nick, are you going to run out and buy a gasser now, or what's the deal? You know, <laughs> he's there. There's part of it that's really intriguing me, and that's this whole six hundred ish gasser thing. Yeah. That that has been probably the first thing that's came out that's really piqued my interest. You know, I know like Justin's and, and, and a lot of the other guys like Doug Darby's, you know, some of the videos watching Tim Jones fly, they're cranking some serious horsepower out of those gassers. But you're also looking at a grand, you know, just in motor and pipe. Yeah. Not yeah. so much appealing. But that part of it is not appealing. But conversely, once you have it, you're the cost of running it has. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the key, dude. I agree. I just I also know, you know, but what a the upfront cost twelve and three quarter thirteen pound helicopter. I mean, I, I I get that. I just really like the idea of the. That 630, 640 blade swinging gasser, like that really appeals to me because yeah. it's, yeah. I, I don't feel like I have a, you know, an, in, an entire testicle invested into this thing. <laughs> well, and, and it's, it's, it's intriguing because it's unlike anything else out there, kind of like the NX4 did yeah, for the Nitro exactly. market this year. Yeah. Um, exactly. And yet it's also a gasser. So that part of it's exciting. But, you know, I do want to hit on one point there, Nick. Um, it, it's not quite a grand for the power system. I mean, you're looking at for, for a good modded engine, aftermarket modified engine, you're looking at between four and five hundred. And okay. then if you just want to run a regular muffler, no, which most no, people no, do. We don't do regular. <laughs> okay. Just for the sake of the listener, the regular mufflers run anywhere from 100 to 200 bucks. And if you want to do the, the good old Doug Darby special, for those of you, you guys who haven't heard, he's a, a fellow team MA 
uh, guy who runs what's called the Don Shank Quick Draw Pipe, and it's a custom tuned pipe for uh, the uh, the Toxic Owls 270 motor. That thing costs, I want to say, three to three fifty, but it it's almost like a plug and play one and a half to two horsepower edition. That's huge. Yeah, and, and, and see, still, you're, but you're only about. at eight fifty, right? Yeah, that, I'm not gonna go do a toxic owl racing engine and then just put some ghetto pipe on it. I mean, that's like saying, uh, I don't know. Here's put, a putting, super model. We're gonna putting, put her in a snowsuit. Putting white walls on your Ferrari. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> if you've got it, let it breathe, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know. I you know I think I look at it a little bit differently than maybe Nick and you guys uh, do. I, I think from my perspective, um, where I'm at, where I'm at currently with my flying skill, the gasser is so appealing to me because of just by nature, it's designed to kind of fly like I want to fly or can fly, and on top of that, so incredibly cheap. That alone for me. That just feels win-win, you know. Yeah, but there's See, I would, but there's so many other helicopters out there that I just want, you know. I, and just add this one to the list, you know what I mean? And where do you? It's just never ending, dude. Never ending. I, I like what yep. he made a really good point that that I hadn't really. I mean, it's it's so clear and simple, yet I hadn't really thought about it. You know, he said one of the nice parts that if you're dealing like pull start, you'd literally bring the helicopter. A transmitter, yeah, and a little bit of fuel. Yep. yep. And, and I, I, I even mentioned that to you today, Nick. I, I mean, I've been loving the gasser since I got it back up and running because literally to go out to the field, I tossed the heli in the car with no canopy, the the gas can, and my radio, and then I have a little. I have Dan's starter, so yeah, I that's pulled the, the same start off of mine. So I yeah, add but- one more thing to it, and I'm ready to rock for an entire day. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like the concept of that that size. The it's the it would be the flight time. Like you know, really one of my goals for this year is to work on trying to finish my uh, pirouetting circuits. You know, I've got mm-hmm. uh, one down, super solid. The other one, yeah. The the other two, yeah. And the the Mobius transition, right? And the Mobius transition yeah. in the middle. So I mean, there's. Dude, there, it would be incredible to be able to go up there and do nothing but those for 15 minutes. I don't need crazy power. Yeah, I mean, to it's, it's kind of like the, the 50 size nitro thing, you know? It keeps you in check and you're going to get really long flight times with it. Yeah, but see, it's 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 double a 50 size yeah. nitro. That's what's really appealing to me. And especially yeah. the, I'm a lot more intrigued by like the GT15 HC style engine. Just, yeah. just regular engine, regular. I, I don't, ah, this, this sounds so weird from someone who loves to soak up knowledge. I don't really potentially want to learn the whole gasser thing. <laughs> like, I don't want to learn all about it and have all the doodads and the, you know, ah, screw that. Well, to quote opinion, to quote opinion, we'll let the pioneers take the arrows on that one. Absolutely. This is one aspect of the hobby where I just want to milk it for what it's great at, which is long, long, long flight times. And I'm not talking yeah. like the difference between electric and nitro. You know, I can turn the head speed down and get a nine minute flight on my 700E. I- I'm talking like double. 
I want double that. Yeah. And, and the low cost, be able to go out there and fly for two hours straight. I mean, get two hours worth of actual in the air flight yeah, time. Stick time. Yeah, for a couple bucks. I mean, yeah. now we're talking. Well, and, you know, the one consideration, though, even when you talk about that, Nick, so you're saying you want to get more flight time so that you can get more practice in some, you know, some training, if you will. Um, but Kerry brought up a really good point in his interview, which was because uh, typically gas or helis are a lot heavier. Um, they they fly different. They have a different feel to them in collective They've got a different feel to them and stops, so on and so forth. And so, you know, you're you're going to have to, to a certain extent, adapt to that. Yeah, and, and that's you know, tough. That is tough. I think it's tough because there's nothing. Let me I mean, give I, you a, let me give a give you a less advanced pilot's perspective on that. I think that the thing is is the feel of the. And I may be way off base here. It seems to me though that. What it will do is give you the feel for those maneuvers. Now, you may have to adjust to the differences when you switch over, but it seems to me learning those maneuvers on a gasser with 50, you know, cent 20 minute flights is very effective. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and kind of yeah. like what you said, Dan, is you feel like it suits your style a bit more. I mean, I, I take a step back and look at how I fly. And I mean, we've talked about this before. There's no question that uh, that Jesse and Nick can throw down way harder than I can. And, you know, I, I, I haven't put as much time into it, but it's also uh, my my style and I'm still developing it is more of sort of a big air, smooth 3D. And the gasser really lends itself to that. Because I can run lower head speeds if I want. I can crank it up if I want the speed. But a 13-pound heli holds through big air maneuvers like you would not imagine. Dude, you know, sometimes you think about to the back to the helis you've had and, and, you, and you go, ugh. I, rarely do I think to myself, I shouldn't have got rid of that helicopter. Mm-hmm. But now that my flying has progressed and I'm doing autos and this kind of thing and... um as I think about it, I, I kind of wish maybe I would have spent a little more time, you know, working out the issues and I'm, you can't see them, but I got my quotes up mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was having with the Bergen. Mm-hmm. Cause think about this for a minute. Think about this. You got that big heavy helicopter with 813 millimeter blades. How cool would that be to auto that, that heli? Oh yeah, dude, they auto yeah. great. I, I mean, I can't see, speak I just, to the Bergen, I, but I can't even imagine investing any sort of time and money into a heli that's that's just not made for 3D. Dude, when there are options out there like the Minair one, you know, like the Minair Gasser and Oh, you mean with likely. regard to getting a Bergen, Nick? Dude. Yeah. Dude, exactly. do, you, do you want me to tell you how much I put into that Bergen? No, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm afraid know. to hear. Well, Chris let me, Bergen probably doesn't honestly, want you to say. Dude, $1,600 for the airframe. Ooh. $500 for the motor, for the 3D Plus, Hanson 3D Plus. And then all the extras. I mean... um, The blades have got to be what? They're like $280, $300 or more, I was spending $250 for blades. Oh, man. Man, that's like three compasses. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... Um, 
I'm intrigued. There's a lot of stuff about a gasser that I can be honest and say that it puts me off. I don't I don't care for the sound. I'm never gonna care for the sound. I like engines. It it's got uh I'll call it what it is. To me personally, it's an annoying sound. It is an annoying sound. Um but am I you know, am I not open to owning one? No, absolutely I am. I think it's an aspect of the hobby I would like to I would definitely like to tackle one day. It's just going to have to be the, you know, the the right one. It's going to have to be that right one to really get out of it what I want to get out of it. Yeah. And and this is the first time that I've seen one or heard of a platform that I, that sparked that, you know. Okay, here we go. Here's here's a motor that's that's a, a gasoline version of a nitro motor. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, you know, and then now we're talking decent sized airframe. You know, I, I like that idea, and I I would be really, I would look into that for sure. I wanted to before we go, we're going to kind of stop talking about gassers now. But before I go on, I we mentioned in the interview that I'm and I'm really excited about this. Whenever you get a guy like Kerry Shirley that wants to participate in in your project, you jump on it. You know, you you. It's something you definitely do. So I'm really excited. He's agreed to do a monthly segment. Uh, Gas Powered Thoughts is what we're going to call it, kind of based around his his website. And um, he and I are going to get together. It's not going to be an interview. It's going to be kind of a monologue. I'm just going to record it. And he's going to kind of go over what's happening in the gassers or whatever he wants to talk about for five or 10 minutes, depending upon what he, what it is he's trying to tell us. So, you know, kind of broadening that scope of the show because, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who are interested in gassers and we want to kind of help them out as well. So we're going to, I'm totally looking forward to this. I would suspect we'll probably have one of those in a week or two, maybe two weeks. So we got some, uh, some pretty cool RCHN news that we haven't talked about yet. As you guys... As those of you who go to the webpage, you've seen this. Those hoodies sold so quickly, and we've had so many people asking us when the next run is going to happen, when the next batch is going to happen. We decided, let's do it again. We're going to run this for just a very short time, and how many ever we sell, we're gonna. That's what we're going to do. So, I don't know exactly how long we're going to run it. Probably a week, maybe two. Get you guys some time to to get that order in from whenever it quits. Like if it runs for a week, it'll take us a week to get them made and then they'll go out immediately. So go ahead and head over the webpage, click on the, you'll see it right on the front page. It'll take you right to the, to the order page and you can put in your pre-order for a hoodie because they rock. I'm loving them. I, I'm super, yeah, I might have ordered another one. one. <laughs> Dude, the, they, they turned out so well. The quality is so good. Yeah, they're super. Yeah, warm. I'm really impressed. And and I don't, I don't know. I've got a Carhartt hoodie that I use, and it's a, just a durable, heavy. But th- these have that really nice soft inner material. You know what I mean? It's just really good hoodie. Yeah, they're not scratchy. They're warm, soft. Yep, really nice. So anyway, we've been talking about shirts, and we're starting to get a line on the shirts. We when we have those available. We will definitely let you know, you know, before spring, 
uh, you know, before everyone starts heading out to go flying again. We'll probably have some of that stuff available for you as well. Stickers. Should be hearing about some stickers this week. So if you're interested in those, we're going to get some small ones that you can put on your canopies. Sweet. And also some some kind of rectangle-shaped ones that you can put on your booms. Yeah? That's going to be great. That'll be kind of cool. So you'll be able to bling out your helicopter and RCHN stickers. That's kind of neat. You know, I didn't even hardly go... Well, I did go on the web or the uh, Facebook page once or twice. And it's funny when you don't constantly go and check up on what's happening and then you go look and you realize that how quickly the likes are coming in because you last time you looked it was this and now it's this and we're over 1600 now yeah yeah man it's huge it's just crazy (laughs) it's it's like 25 or more likes a week all right guys you know we're not real keen on talking about numbers and um because it, it for, for me personally, it kind of feels a little braggadocious, but there's something I kind of want to talk about because we've been asked before. We have a third-party service that counts downloads for us, and I can check it whenever I want. And episode number 69, now this this is a record, by the way, Episode number 69 was released at like 3 o'clock in the morning on Monday. By midnight, it had been downloaded. Now, this is just episode number 69. It had been downloaded 1,142 times. Is that not cool as hell? That is awesome. That's nuts. That is crazy. You know... I feel really, really good about what's ha- what's going on, and and you know we we hear it a lot from listeners that the, the crew that we've got, the group that we've got, is really jiving really well. And um, you know I'm proud of the work these guys are putting out, the reviews, the tech tips, top notch. You know, getting to hang out with um, as Nick's getting to hang out with some high level pilots and kind of getting uh, to kind of talk with them about what we're doing. The exposure is great, but first and foremost, it's because of you guys that this is happening. I mean, it's, it, you know, you guys are telling your friends, your friends are enjoying it. They're telling their friends. And the next thing you know, people are hearing about us all over the world. So it's a really cool thing. Also, I want to mention to Lee from Spain. I don't know if he forwarded you guys this, this email, but he sent me a video course we you know we kind of kid with lee on the on our chat box there and the thing and he's he's in spain and they've got really beautiful weather and he was kind of rubbing it in our face a little bit he sends me a video and apparently it's the bad season rainy season and he lives right on the coast of spain and he sent me this video standing on the coast of these huge waves coming in and the wind blowing and he actually quoted justin and he said, uh, I, I'm going to actually put this on our forum, but he, he, he said warm weather, or how do you say something like warm, warm weather, dick, my dick, or something like that. Really funny, kind of <laughs> kind of quoting Justin on his video that we put up on the forum, but um, I'll put that up there so you guys can see it. Because he, he put the same emphasis on dick. On dick. <laughs> that Justin did, so it's kind of funny. Nice. 
but um, also to the forum guys, just been going crazy. Um, very active. Very happy to see some old friends um, that I used to talk to on other forums that I've not been able to are starting to show up and sending me messages. It's kind of nice to see, you know, kind of get back into touch with these guys who I haven't been able to talk to directly for a while. And it's just nice to see um, the activity, you know, especially when you when you step back from it for four or five days and then look at it again and it, you can really see the growth. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of taken on like a life of its own. I mean, uh, you know, just just like frequenting the main forum, what I find is a lot of the people who are starting to to you know hang out here more regularly are making friends with the other people in the exactly. same situation and they just go on and start conversations and threads it's great yep yep that's exactly it and that's that was our goal and it's happening so we're we're really excited about that how can i forget about this guys we've only got what is it What's today? We got like uh, what two weeks left? Yep. For the compass giveaway. Win a warp. Win a warp. Yeah. And, and they're I, coming in pretty strong. They now. are, man. If you guys want to check that out, of course, go to our forum and just look at that thread. It's right in the main forum. It's right up top because people are constantly in there, and there have been some, and they're getting more and more creative. And it's just it's funny yeah, to see these. Great. I mean, uh, I looked at one just a bit ago. Well, earlier today, and uh, it's a heli that's somehow he wedged it up into the ceiling of a of a airline, like a pl- big like I don't know seven forty whatever big big uh passenger plane, kind of just <laughs> wedged up into the ceiling, you know, just weird odd places like where you know you wouldn't expect to see a, a helicopter there. So keep keep those coming when those all get said and done. When when we're done with that and we pick a winner, uh, we'll probably put up some kind of a montage and we'll put it on our on our vimeo page yeah and um so you guys can kind of see them all and see the photos that you submitted and uh been having a lot of fun with that we really appreciate your guys's involvement with that yeah big time and thanks again to compass absolutely and, and nankin for making that happen you guys are just awesome yeah i mean it's it's a great it's a great helicopter we got a you know it's a it's a Second run kit that we're giving away, so it's definitely, definitely good. Somebody is going to. Oh, speaking of something, you know, you and I, Nick, haven't talked for a while. Did you get the batteries for the? Uh, no, you still haven't got them. <laughs> no, still waiting. What's up with that, dude? They're somewhere between know, here dude. and China. Oh, uh, slow. We're boat. going on like three weeks. Yeah, someone's bringing them over in a freaking canoe, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I. <I'd- laughs> I'd have better luck getting a hummer from a leprechaun and pulling me wee lucky charms out of his ass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, he went there. He did go there. I'm glad he went there at the end of the show. Yeah. I, I kind of went there at the beginning last week. <laughs> yeah, right at the beginning. Just set the, it would have just set the wrong mood for the whole show. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fun stuff. I, w- I would say it's kind of a, a last call to uh, sign up for the newsletter. You know, it's, it's going to be coming out next week. Oh, yeah. Newsletter. And, uh, there might be some, you know, some stuff in there that some people want to see. There might be. There might not be, but there might be. 
but there might be, you know. Yeah. So you might you might want to check that out and sign up for the newsletter. Of course, the newsletter is Jesse's baby. You guys know that now, so he's proud of that. And by the way, Jesse, it looks spectacular. You're doing a fantastic job on that newsletter. I think that's about it, guys. I think it's about time we wrap this one up. This has been uh, episode number seventy. I just that's that's weird to hear that. Yeah, that's- seventy episodes, guys. And going strong. It's amazing. Alrighty, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will talk to you next Monday. Bye-bye. Later, Later guys. Gobble. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.